Stick and Rink listeners, do we have a treat for you this weekend. It's episode 68, it's hot off the shelves, and it is ready to go. Josh, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? Fuck yeah, buddy. I'm doing good. Thanks, buddy. How you doing there, buddy, Raf? Doing great, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for checking in, bud. No problem, bud. <laughs> Let's get into this here. So we have episode 68 of the Stick and Ring podcast, formerly known as the Canucks podcast. We'll jump back into being a Canucks podcast when the Canucks start being the Canucks again. However, we are going to check in just with life a little bit for the first bit here. Um, Leads you on kind of a magical adventure through the last week of my life. And uh, yeah, just uh, some happenings and some trivials that I went through. I love it. Is that a word? Trivials? No. Uh, Milestones? uh, No, but it's like like a difficult moment. What do you call that? Is that a trivial? An obstacle? No, there's a word. It's like a... (sighs) Can we go with trials. Obstacles? Trials might have been my what I was looking for, like a trial in life. Okay, so yeah, I stood trial. I stood trial at the dentist office when you, they drilled a hole through the root of my tooth. You weren't really being tested, though. In life, I was. That was a painful moment. Don't you think, as a kid, like when you go into the dentist and you think there's a way out of this, I can get a way out of this. That's called a trial of life because you're trying to get out of it, but you can't. So did you fail the trial then by your standard because you didn't get out of it? No, no. The trial is not getting through. The trial is not trying to escape. The trial is just getting through it. I feel like we're just using the it. wrong word. Probably <laughs> just test. Probably well, I was just getting time. tested in life. Yeah, that's pretty what? much what I'm saying. Yeah. But I was trying to channel my fucking AP English probably level that I have, you know? Yeah, okay. Um. So I went for a root canal appointment on Thursday, last Thursday, eight days ago, nine days ago now, and uh, kind of terrified going into it. Um, lots of, lots of, a little bit of anxiety, not good with needles. Nobody likes the dentist and they're telling me that they're going to drill and scrape out my dead root. That's not very fun. Yeah. That's kind of bad. Uh, let's go through some highlights though. So I show up and the first thing one of the like dental assistants tells me, she's like awesome, lovely lady, but she looks at me and she says, Oh my God, I'm so excited. You're the first COVID patient I've had. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You're you're like, cool, you yeah. want to just announce that to the yeah. rest of the office, please? <laughs> what a I think the next dental office next door heard you, but yeah. please go ahead. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> um, after that, though, it's a lot of drilling. It's a lot of scraping. It's a lot of sounds. You get numbed, though. Like the, the, the local anesthesia kind of takes care of that. But as you guys know, I'm not good with needles. So one of the moments <laughs> where you guys did warn me, you said they put cream on the gum before they do the needle to actually numb it. Yeah. So I don't know why I thought this, but I thought they would go straight cream to needle. Like I thought it was like, bang, like a bang. 10 second. Yeah. Maybe five. I was like, and so they put the cream in and then I saw, I felt like their arms move a little bit and I just started clenching. I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> and they, like the two older ladies had to tell me like, dude, chill out. We're waiting for like a minute. <laughs> so, oh, like, 60 oh. seconds. <laughs> 60 seconds. till take off. Yeah. <laughs> Still trying to find a way out of the appointment, but it all went well. I love Afterwards, that. Um, I did almost faint four times. <laughs> once once the freezing wore off uh, during the procedure a little bit, so that sucked. Yeah. Um, and then... Isn't I that good to... if you faint, though? Is like it good? That yeah. Oh, like what I said earlier, but like I just need to do it and it's over? Yeah. Uh, kind of, but this was unique. I've never had it. I haven't had it really like this where after it happens, I kind of like am still relapsing into yeah. unconsciousness. So my question is as well, was Megan there to witness the whole thing or did you no. fly solo dolo? It got to be solo dolo. It's COVID. You can't have companions and things like this. 
Oh, right. But, yeah. like, what about, like, a safe ride back or something like uh, that? Oh, no, I drove myself. It wasn't very smart. <laughs> <laughs> they were really, like, not letting me leave for a while. They, I spent, like, 45 minutes in the office after the procedure because oh, really? they did not want my fucking passing out ass getting behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> but I just drove to my mom's house and passed out for a while. Oh, uh, okay. It was good. And then didn't you go out and drink? <clears throat> Uh, after I think so. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think I had a little drink or two. <laughs> Maybe a little little koozie, <laughs> a little fun pop, a couple soda pops. Yeah, wobbly pops, a couple carbonations for the boys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my story of the week, boys. What's going on? Um, Josh, you made a bit of a purchase, didn't you? I did make a purchase. <laughs> you jumped into the old five dollar bills in the in the drawer. Yeah, so. As you guys know from our uh, one of our promo videos, huge art guy now, certified art guy, certified art guy, and I bought four individual photographs. <laughs> Lovely things. <laughs> they're they're actually amazing. I'm yeah. looking at them right now, and I don't regret it at all. No, make that clear. But there was a bit of a kind of mental relapse, I guess, because like. They said on the website it was going to be 500. So all in, they said it was like, so the pictures themselves were 495, not including tax. I'm like, okay, so tax is everything, 525. And there was never a shipping charge either. So I'll get to that in a little bit. But then I realized that I'm like, oh, wait, I ordered from an American website. So like normally I have notifications on my phone that like whenever I buy something with my credit card, like it notifies me. Yeah. So it didn't notify me for a little bit. And it's like, CIBC credit card purchase, $750. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, yeah, that's the Canadian charge. <laughs> I'm like, sick. So then, uh, then there didn't give me the option for going through like fucking Canada Post and having it take like a month to get here because that's what I was expecting. So uh, they made me use DHL. I ordered it on Wednesday, guys. We're recording Saturday. It got here yesterday. So it got here on Friday. Two-day COVID so, shipping. Like, yeah, two-day COVID shipping. It's intense. If only the fucking merch was like that. But yeah. anyway, not not bitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I get an email from DHL being like, oh, yeah, you have to pay for shipping. $90 Canadian. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. So it's like another eight hundred forty fucking dollars, and I'm just like Jesus. So if I look back on it now, would I have bought it? Yeah, maybe. Um, if I had known that, I uh, honestly, you know what? I think I kind of forgot about the U.S. charge, and I would have done it anyway. But the whole hundred dollars shipping is just complete bullshit, dude. This like I didn't ask for you shipping. to get it here in two days. I didn't ask for that. Yeah, I was fully expecting for it to take like a month and a half or to circulate in the U.S. for a couple weeks and then finally come up to Canada. Yeah, like it literally went from like Vegas to Cincinnati to Vancouver in like two days. That's intense. And I'm like, why can't we just go straight up the gut? Yeah. <laughs> just go straight up why does it have to go to the east coast and charge me even more so whatever it is what it is it's here now i like it and i'm just trying to wrap my head around how much money i just spent so grocery yeah. shopping might be at a minimum this week but uh you know it is what it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go for the smaller pack of taquitos this week you know yeah, 100, really yeah not, not the 24 up. pack maybe just like no. the four pack of pizza pops or something yeah, really so. really devastate the food account right yeah exactly okay. i heard vegetables are cheap right now 
What the fuck? I would also be false, but like that's not. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's not in his uh, yeah, his repertoire there. Right, dude, don't ever drop the V word on me ever again. <laughs> it's not cool, man. Ralph, what's going on with you, buddy? Uh, I got COVID tested this week. Ooh, yeah, which is fun. <laughs> that's hot in the news. <laughs> I, uh, Fresh I was, off the press. <laughs> woke up a little swollen toe action or what? No, no, no. I I woke up. Uh, this was Saturday, and I started having like a like I was having like a kind of like a weird scratchy sore throat for a little bit. And then I woke up Saturday feeling like shit with an even worse sore throat. And the day before, there was uh, headlines going around that there was an outbreak in Kelowna. Yeah. And they said that the time frame was from June 25th to July 6th. So right like, smack in the middle when we were there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So that really got me thinking. And I started getting a little bit concerned. So I called into work and I was like, hey, I think I'm okay. But I think it's best if I just go get COVID tested. So like, right. oh, yeah. Okay. Like for sure. So, uh, and they, and you have to take 48 hours off to get your test results just because you have to quarantine, uh, after you get the test done. And yeah, I went in, it was like an hour in and out. Where'd you go? Uh, Surrey Memorial. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. bad. Yeah. But it was, uh, what's it called? It, I wouldn't say it was a painful experience. Up the nose? Yeah. What? It was just really like I said, fucking up uncomfortable. The just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight like up. five centimeters feels, uh, feels like a lot when it's up your nose. Like yeah. you is that how like, long it is? Five centimeters? Yeah, it's five centimeters up your nose for five seconds. I would agree. It's not painful. It's just extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like people always make the joke of like, oh, it's like tickling your brain. It's like behind your eye. Yeah. I'd say like above like, your cheek, behind your eye. It's really it, fucking weird. That's but, weird, dude. It reminds yeah. me of like we all have those friends that when we go bowling, like some people like kind of like leisurely throw the ball and try and like just, you know, finesse its way into the middle of the pins. And then some guys just go up there and fucking like blast it through the, the pins yeah that's what it feels like dude we're doing the q-tip they're oh, just throwing insane, it as hard yeah. as they can up your nose that's crazy but it got me thinking also because one of our friends went and got an antibody test done for covid to see if they had the antibodies and they apparently had like a really high amount of very strong antibodies or something like that yeah and it got us thinking about like hey when elijah when you had covid back in march and we all went to that event together Probably got all you guys. You probably got all of us because I was sick after. John was sick after. Dan was sick after. Boom. Yeah. Everybody Five was, kills just yeah, right there. Everybody was sick. <laughs> Five <laughs> Calling the Harrier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five kills streak. It was nuts. That's so, with people that we just know too. Dude, it's insane. Like, And then we podcasted too while Elijah was sick that one time. Remember? Yeah. I peed on my own pants outside the door when I was kind of sick. So <laughs> I, I, I brought in the, the pee pants yeah. with me. Yeah. I did. Oh my God. Remember I've that? i told that story before. Yeah. Tried to pee in a cup oh, and got yeah. peeled so in my pants. I'd be interested to see if, like, if we now have the antibodies as a unit, as a podcast. Yeah, that would <laughs> be sick. We're a COVID-free stick. We, <laughs> we should change our name to the COVID boys or like the yeah. <laughs> the anti boys. COVID and rank. <laughs> make a make a fucking bumper sticker. Yeah, <laughs> stick and rank is COVID-free. Selling antibodies. COVID-free since '93. <laughs> like and share this post. COVID-free since '93. <laughs> Like and share this post. You get free antibodies. Yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> go. Oh, my God. That'd be dope. I love that. Okay, why don't we uh, jump into some hockey talk here a little bit? So Let's go. It's been about a week. It's been like, like a week and a half since we recorded, I think. Yeah, Something well, just like with time constraints with everyone's lives going yeah, on, I guess. Vacations and whatnot. Elijah joined the beach. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, some big, big reports coming out of Vancouver media. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of speculation around Brock Besser. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if you listen to any, if you're a podcast listener, you listen to any kind of... Even if you're just a hockey fan in general, that yep. was kind of a big topic. Yep, that was circulating all over Vancouver media and all over just national media too. Um, so it was Matt Sakaris that reported that the Canucks were shopping Brock Besser. Yeah. Mostly due to cap constraints of the future, but either way, I mean, tough look. Yeah. Just in, whoever, whoever you want to put the tough look on, there's a tough look somewhere to be put. 
Yeah, I mean, like, there's always, oh, man, and I know this is kind of like our leading um, question, but with rumors, especially now, like, can the Canucks even, like, shop? You can't trade anyone right now. Yeah, so it would have to be after the season. So, you know, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, it's just the media and, like, people are already speculating. And, like, I think right now, like, it doesn't help, like, when hockey really starts to, like, get going, you know, the draft is still very present along with the playoffs. And that's never usually the case, right? Like normally you have like, okay, playoffs are like hot in the news. Then you have what comes first, the draft or the free agent? Draft and then free agent. Yeah, right. And it's all kind of like spaced out. And then like after July 1st, there's actually no hockey news pretty much. Yeah, other than just random signings. Yeah, exactly. And And it's normally like afterwards, they're not really like that big of contracts. And that's training camp and then the new season starts. So, like, for this, I don't know. I feel like they're they're just trying to create some bullshit. I guarantee the person that probably created that is probably not even a Canucks fan. I feel like those stories, like, it's created from, like, people that try and, like, get inside the locker room for other teams. Really? Just a bit of a conspiracy. Like the opposite of whiteboard material. 100%. Like, trying to get in their heads. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Um, I do think that part of it is... Hmm. I I, th- I think a couple different angles. I think that whether or not the report is true, and and not to shit on anyone that made the report, like Sakaris, like I'm sure if you have your sources and you trust your sources, you're gonna report what you think is true. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I do think that whether or not, like the the state of the world that we're in right now, and the sports world especially, there's so few, there's such little news out in the world to have. Yeah, and so maybe reporters are a little less sure of things now, but they're willing to roll with it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if you have a juicy scoop now, compared to during the season when we actually have sports, you know, you when when sports are actually happening in a normal world, you got to be pretty sure of things. Yeah. But 100%. right now, you kind of got to like take a risk and say, okay, maybe I'm not 100% sure of this, but I'm going to do it anyway because it'll generate some buzz and we'll, it'll get pe- people talking. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, like there were already... Um, I screenshotted a couple and I put them in our Instagram group chat, um, just like with the guys. Yeah. Of like instantly, as soon as like the whole Brock Besser thing was released, like there was an article, like 10 possible trades that make sense to trade for Brock Besser. Yeah. And like I screenshotted a couple and I'm like, okay, these all make sense, but are these actually like relevant? Like it doesn't, like it's all just, it's all just fan speculation, I find. You know, like to me, like when I think of like, um, you know, actual good sources in hockey or football like Woj for basketball is huge Adam Schefter for the NFL is huge Bob McKenzie for your TSN is huge in hockey like yeah like those are my sources like I don't but Elliot Friedman confirmed yeah his side of it too saying that he also he's a pretty big source yeah I mean you know what though like this I've told the story before and I find that like there can just be like one person hears it like it's just a game of telephone and like that turns into like a source yeah. but i remember there was this one time because like we all know how much we love toronto media especially um with like the raptors and the leafs and everything like that was when um brad Treliving, the gm of the flames was he was caught or he wasn't caught but he was just watching uh a toronto game and calgary wasn't even playing toronto like he was just there and then everyone's like oh my god like this is at the time like William Nylander was kind of on the block and like they're like yeah like Calgary's gonna try and push for William Nylander and like TSN posted an article and like True Living said in an interview he's like dude like I watched the game in Dallas last week and like we were playing in Nashville 
Like he just goes around and watches hockey. He's like, I enjoy watching the games. Yeah. And he's like, it's nothing like it, it has nothing to do with trade rumors. So yeah, it is what it is. But I mean, what what was our next question that we had though? Like about Vancou- this topic? Yeah, in terms of like Vancouver media and whatnot. I mean, yeah, I. I- like, I think what's I kinda, your stance on Vancouver media? I kind of wanted to say just in the like before we jump into it. I I personally like I don't think we should trade Brock Besser. That's my thing. I don't think there's a package out there that no. any team would give that would make sense for this team. I think he's the chip that you should keep. Yeah. Um. Find a way to make it work. Whatever happens. I think he's one of those pieces. I think people just assume that because he had a kind. He's had kind of two off years. I guess you could yeah. say since his rookie year. Interesting years. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. sure. Oh, <laughs> oh, jinx! Hey, me a soda. <laughs> um, but no, I kind of wanted to to ask the question, um, just what your opinion? Because amongst the Canucks fan base, there's a lot of disagreement about how athletes should handle, I guess, speculation like this, and not how they should handle it more, but more so, um, should they have to handle it, or should they have to like? Should this motivate them? Should this drag them down? You know what I mean? Like, like in my opinion, as a fan base, you don't do yourself any favors for your team. Like, you're not helping your team. Whether or not... You, and as a fan, you don't need to. Like, you don't have a big role in the success of the team. But yeah. for you to... For, for people to stay there and sit there and say, oh, he's a big boy. He shouldn't he should be able to handle. He makes millions of dollars. Like, that's just not true. Yeah. Like, like these are people. Like, just yeah. because you... Like, just because you get paid million, Like, if you gave me... A billion dollars tomorrow. Yeah. Am I any smarter than I was today? Yeah. Are you any smarter? Are you not, any tougher? Are you if, any if not, anything? Yeah. If anything, I'm probably even more dumb because now I have all this money. Yeah. And like, I'm exactly. just like, I'm king of the world. And more but, vulnerable. Yeah, like, exactly. More, you know, you like all of a sudden you start caring about what people think. And yeah, Bester, he's like 23 years old. Is and he he's not? always been like a soft spoken guy. Like, yeah. He, yeah. You know, that, honestly, you know where he kind of reminds me of and like i really hope this doesn't i'm gonna knock on wood for this but i hope that this kind of thing of him being traded is kind of i'm glad that benning shut it down right away yeah me too because i'm glad because whereas toronto like this kind of reminds me this reminds me of a phil kessel situation in toronto just because of um like i find that you know first they're both american wingers vancouver media i would say is some of the worst in uh, I would yep. say almost any Canadian market, like Edmonton, um, Ottawa is not that bad. Toronto's the worst. Vancouver, I would say, is probably tied with Edmonton in terms of media. But I'm glad that Benning was smart about it and shutting it down right away because I found that like the whole thing with uh, Kessel and Toronto was like it was never like people never knew what wasn't was a, actually like going yeah. on with that, and like he wasn't playing well, which Besser wasn't this year. Like, he didn't have the best of years. Yeah, yeah, up and down. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, though, I mean, like, I would say that Vancouver fans are just any Canadian fan base. Like, there's that old saying, like, they can drive them out of town. But, like, that is something that, like, they can actually do. You know, like, if your yeah. fans, like, don't support you and don't believe in you. Like, there were a couple times, like, Kessel even got, like, booed. Yeah. Um, That's And, just like, Toronto to media just ate him alive. And, like, they, like, spat him out. Like, yeah. You know? And it just doesn't make like I I do agree that it's kind of the media and the fan base as a whole that that um cr- create this two headed monster of yeah of some you know it, it's it's not even bad from a fan standpoint all the time like it's just there's just ton of activity and just like speculation and and like everyone's got their such strong opinions and like I remember just being a Canucks fan and going through the Luongo era 
and how quickly people turn on the Wongo. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was just insane for me to think like, you know, you've spent whoever's been a Canuck, you spent 20 years being a Canucks fan. You finally get the best goal you've ever had. Yeah. And you just like mentally tear him down. Yeah. Like, it's 100%. just it, it's insane. And like, I remember like that was obviously like I was a Calgary fan. So I was paying attention to all that media and yeah. I'm looking at this fan base. I'm like, can you guys like relax and like lay off this guy? And like when yeah. people are saying like he should be able to take it, take what? Yeah. Like, t- like what the already, like what, what does he, what does pressure. he need to take from you? Yeah. What does he need to take? Like, it makes no sense. Like to me, like fans, like there's that old, like title of the armchair GM and that yeah. there's a reason why they have that title because they just speculate and they, it, they think all oh, this shit makes sense. And I'm like, dude, there is so much stuff in that locker room with like character. Yeah. No one knows what an athlete is truly like outside of like in their own personal life. Except no, for their inner not. circle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Because what is he going to say when you ha- hand him a puck? No. Of course, yeah. he's going to sign it. Like, if he doesn't, then, yeah, he's a dick. But at yeah. the same time, it's just like, dude, like, these are regular people that yes. have regular problems. And this is a job and this is a business. Yes. And so. for me, for me, it's not so much that fans aren't entitled to their opinions. Sure. If your opinion is different than mine and you want to disagree, that's fine with me. I just find it fascinating to think that. If an entire fan base of Canucks fans decided altogether, you know what? This year, we are going to just blindly support our team no matter how bad a player is playing, the team is playing, yeah. the GM, if you don't agree with them, the coach, if you don't agree with them, If we just blindly support them, like an unrealistic kind of um, like uh, like an epiphany of just every yeah. single fan doing it, they would play substantially better than they than their talent level or than they than they sh- than they would be mm-hmm. if it was just an average fan base like you yeah. have you have the power and the the right as a fan to have whatever ever opinion you wanted but it fascinates me that if somehow we all just decided to like back the team that you actually supposedly support then they would play better it's yeah. just a fact yeah 100%. they absolutely would. like if you essentially got rid of like that 10 percent of every fan base that are just a bunch yeah. of fucking negative guys like it doesn't ma- you could win eight not like you know, until you win the championship nothing matters exactly you get rid of that if everyone's like, we're diehards no matter what, we will never rip on you guys. Yeah. Like, those games would be wild. Exactly. Wild. It's And it's it's kind of the Patriot. Like, you would have a Patriots team. That's what you would have. 100%. I get why people support the Patriots because they were already winning. Yeah. But if that was a fan base, they would eventually get to the point where the Patriots were like. Yeah. Because, like, it's a mental effect whether you admit it or not. And whether or not you, you think they should be able to handle it is yeah. stupid. Yeah, I know that. I, I hate when people say that, like, they should yeah. be able to handle it. Like, fuck off. Like, sorry, like, I don't want to listen to you call me, like, an underperforming dick when I could easily just run circles around you on the ice. Like, yeah, yeah you want to talk shit? Well, let's, yeah. let's, and, and let's go sub- pros versus yeah. Joes here and I'll work you. And, yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> that was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> really put people in their spot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of this next topic's a bit similar, uh, of just kind of a an opinion based discussion. Yeah. Um, like everything we do on this show. Yeah. But so zero facts. Yeah, zero facts all the time. <laughs> Canucks um, may not even be in the playoffs. We so, said it was. So my 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 question slash topic is based around the idea of this this ne- upcoming playoffs here and just future playoffs. How you as a fan of a team hope that your team performs. And what what are you as a fan looking for uh, for results? Mm-hmm. So it all came from uh, I got an, into a, a heated debate on Twitter through like three replies or something like that. It wasn't <laughs> even a heated debate. This guy just thinks that nudes are better than white claws. That's insanity. Um, Give your head a shake, but <laughs> I actually don't even like white claws that much. I just thought it was funny to 
jump on the other side of it, you know, and really support Jordo. Um, but regardless, it makes this is a this is all across the board of fans, not just Canucks fans, not just hockey fans. Yeah. Some people for some reason have this idea that that if it's not your year on paper, that you shouldn't try and win. And yeah. I kind of want to get your thoughts on this because what do you think? Like <laughs> as a Calgary fan, you might agree with this too. They're not the best they've ever been right now. They're not as good as last year. No. So what are you hoping for as a Calgary fan? For their results coming up, do you want them to have a chance of the first overall pick? Do you want them to make well, a run at it? Okay, there's, you know, there's part of me. Are we talking about in general or this year in particular? Every year. Okay, because I'm like this year, I wouldn't be mad if I was a playoff team and I got knocked out in the first round because yeah. now, now you're like, okay, well, I have an equal shot as everyone else getting eliminated, but like, fuck you, Detroit, like you sucked all year, and I might. I might still get it. Yeah, exactly. So like this year in particular, I wouldn't be mad. And every other year, I think it's more so like, yeah, like what is that expectation? I think for me, I think it's kind of a team by team basis. Like Vancouver should not be focused on the number one pick at all. Like not even a little bit. Um, Any... I I I don't know. We've had this discussion before, yeah. and I've tossed. It was and the Columbus thing the other year, wasn't it? I think it's more so of like if you know you're not going to do well. I'm not saying you shouldn't try for a second. I'm not saying that at all because like yeah. that's what makes sport. Like you're paid to play the game hard. Like yeah. you're the best. Like you're the the cream the the creme de la creme or whatever the fuck the french say like that <laughs> through the accent know? on it yeah, the yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. sick should be a ringtone yeah good execution um, there yeah right took french for 10 years not a big deal oh. um and but like you know like you're all professional athletes like just because you're last place you're still in the nhl you're still a professional hockey player you still you have should pride, be putting have, in effort and yeah. pride you're a competitor like you hate to lose yeah um you know, so I don't know. I mean, like, I think when guys come in, like, they have a general idea of like, okay, we just don't have a good team. the 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 bonding inside the locker room is great. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying that people should tank. I'm not saying that for one minute. But if I'm a Detroit player, I'm not mad. Yeah. I might be mad now. Uh, after the results, but, after but the, the results, results, like the supposed results of the yeah, season. Yeah. Like, I think though, for like playoff teams and everything, like. Bubble teams are always going to be kind of that's like the gray area that people argue over. You know, you have like your bottom feeder teams. Then you have like your there's clear benefits for the bottom feeders and the top guys. Yeah, 100 percent. But like everything else, like Vancouver, I would say is not a bubble team. I would say they're above the bubble, but not the best in the NHL. Like, I think they're in like the top. Twelve. Yeah, I 15? would say. Yeah, I would say top top 12, 14 teams in the league. 100% I would agree with that. Yeah. It's more so of like the 17 to like 22. It's yeah. like what are you? What's your identity? Yeah, exactly. Year to so year. like those are like the teams like, you know, like the Minnesotas, the Montreals. Yeah. Um, you know, teams that barely squeaked in yeah. to the playoffs. Like if the playoffs started regularly, the teams that weren't supposed to make it that are in those are teams are like, like, where are you? Yeah. You know? So here's where I agree with fans on the idea of like an attitude to win slash an approach to win, hoping your team will win. If you are in that 
on a normal in a normal world, a normal season, if you are in that twenty to twenty five zone where you're not a lottery destination really, yeah, um, maybe even eight, yeah, even eighteen to twenty five kind of thing. I know it's seventeen, whatever. Um, but what I'm going to say is, if you're in that zone, I understand during the trade deadline you offload con, uh, like. You get guys picked. on expiring contracts. You get picks and your free cap space. Yes, and you you do what you can for the future. I get that. Yeah. What I do not understand is when fans of teams look at their team in say like the seventh seed or the sixth seed or even the eighth seed, and they tell themselves like, "We're not going to win this year. Like we should do the same thing. We should trade everyone, get picks." Yeah. I just don't understand that because every if you ask any NHL player at year after year, none of them give a fuck about the draft. No, they don't. They don't care who they're. Well, drafting. No, because they don't. Yeah, because like they're not on the team. They yeah. don't know if they're going to pan out. They're they're only going to see this guy seven months down the road at training camp. Exactly, and the part they all believe in that locker room. If you get them to the playoffs, they have a chance. Yeah, they have just as good of a chance. That's what they think. Is they? It doesn't matter if, if it's Vancouver versus Boston. If it's the number one seed versus mm-hmm. sixteen seed in that locker room. They are professional athletes and they've gotten to that place because they believe they can win. Yeah. 100%. So how the fuck as a fan are you going to sit there and say, uh, me personally, I don't think we have the best chance to win. So I just think we should mail it in and just go for a 12 and percent chance at the first overall pick. Like how what is your goal as a fan in that point? Are you just trying to win the cup one year in your lifetime? And, yeah. And you just want to be right in the sense of like you want the team to win on the year that, that you think they're going to win. Yeah. And then after that, it's fine. In my opinion, as a, as a sports fan, as a Canucks fan, I want them to win every year. I don't, even yeah. if it's the year where we have fucking Alex Alden net. Yeah. Like that, I want them to win. I'm cheering for them to win. Mm-hmm. If they make the trades and do all that stuff I talked about, sure, I'm behind it. Yeah. But when it comes time to us trying to make the playoffs and win the playoffs, that's what I want. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, I think the argument stems like for me, like I fully agree. Like if you're in a playoff spot, you should, as a fan, think that you deserve to be there. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Like, they can be like, oh, you're overperforming or like, my team's underperforming. Like, statistically, you're not there. there. Yeah, yeah, like all that bullshit. It doesn't matter. Um, it, It's my argument kind of comes into the play of like, okay, like there's, you know, there's 10, 10 to 12 games left. You're like six points out of a playoff spot. And you're just like, you know, you didn't do much at the deadline. So, you know, maybe like you didn't pick up any UFAs, giveaway picks. Maybe you offloaded a couple contracts. So you're kind of building for the future. Like, I think my instance in that is like, okay, well, let's look at the schedule and be like, okay, is it in our is it in our best interest to make the playoffs and just get bounced in the first round? Because I agree. Yes. Every once in a while, like we saw last year, Columbus. Did they sweep Tampa? Oh yeah, four nothing. Yeah, I, I can remember if it went to five or or if it was a no. if it was a full on game. One was close, and after that, it was just not even just close. A, yeah, so you know, in that sense, like I, I agree. Like I think, I think for me though, it's more so of like, okay, you're outside of the playoff picture. You're kind of coming down to the wire. It's like, okay, now we really need to decide on like you know, kind of what we want to do here. Yeah, you know, like if your division is just an absolute wagon of teams. Like, that's something that you kind of need to consider. Yeah. It's like if we make the playoffs, like, we're going to, like, we haven't played well against our division all year. Yeah. We're most likely going to get bounced. Why don't we just, just, you know. I I have, as the years go on and the league just changes year after year, I find it so hard to believe, though, that, that anyone within the team organization has that conversation with themselves of saying, like, 
it's not worth it to go to the playoffs. I just don't think that there's that you can actually believe that because yeah, like you've seen it so many years. Like St. Louis was the worst team last year. Yeah, L.A. the other year was the eighth seed. Yeah, like Chicago was not the first seed every time they won the cup. Pittsburgh no. wasn't. They're like fourth or fifth yeah. every year. Yeah, and again, I think that kind of that comes down to yeah, where I, I agree. guess what kind of like yeah, you have Crosby, you have Taves and stuff too. But yeah, I think it though. The thing is though, is like that. That's where I agree. Like like I said before, like if you're in the playoffs, like if you're in a spot for like consistently throughout the year, yes, like your your seating might actually change. Like you might have the division for a couple weeks like the Canucks did. Yeah. And then I think we barely got into a wild card. Like we kind of went cold after Marky got hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, like in that sense, like, yeah, like we but we were consistently there were I, I think we were barely out of a playoff spot except for like the beginning of the year. Yeah. And we like that was it constantly in or in the hunt. Yeah. Like and, yeah, exactly. Like it was never a point when yeah. the Canucks went so cold where I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I think we had a five game skid. Something like that. Yeah. yeah four or five game skid. Right at one near the point. end of February kind of thing. But at the same time, though, it wasn't. I don't even think it was that. I think it was before the All-Star break. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and, it might have been. And to me, like the All-Star break is like Whitney put it perfectly on Chicklets where he's like, if you're not. Like, if you're not at least within, like, eight points of a playoff spot by the All-Star break, like, you're done. Like, you can't. Theoretically, yeah. Like, you can't. Yeah, theoretically. So, like, in that sense, it's like, if you're at that point, though, that's pretty early. Like, you're halfway done the year. What do you do then? I just, I think, yeah. Do you think, do you think you just stop pushing? Like, well, I think there's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're like Detroit was out of it by the all Oh, they were a gross team, but even teams like, um, but like Buffalo, someone Buffalo, who like, yeah. who's oh. been pushing so hard for like the last like three yeah. or four years and they just can't get it together. Yeah. You know, and it's he, like, what that's do you actually, do then? that's actually going to lead into one of my points is that a team like Edmonton and a team like Buffalo, where they've had their chances at getting number one overall picks, which by the way, asterisks on number one picks do not guarantee a change in your franchise ask Neil Yakupov ask all these ask Nolan Patrick ask all these guys they do not guarantee anything yeah um and so on top of that is a winning culture is that like if you're a team like Buffalo where yeah you got Jack Eichel you got Rasmus Dahlin you've got you've got bigger culture within the team exactly you've got higher numbers than the Canucks do on the draft yeah but for some reason the Canucks have a better winning culture around them the last six years than you than you do yeah so and and that's that's coming from a team that hasn't made the playoffs and I think you know it's I find that when you have like the the theory of the draft and like the way that Edmonton kind of did it by when they were so bad, they got Hall, they got Nuge, they had Yakupov. Just player after and player. You, and Everly, like all these guys. Like you can't expect to just put all these young guys on on a team and just expect them to gel. Yeah. And I feel like that's where, you know, Edmonton kind of went wrong. Is like I feel like they they're just like, okay, not yet, not yet, not yet. And like they were getting lucky with the number one picks. Yeah. Um but at the same time, though, like I, I find that like that losing culture, like you, if you're if you're relying on the draft and you have all this talent coming through the draft, your expectations are getting higher and higher every single year. Yeah, absolutely, and that those expectations and like that morale and that losing culture can fucking come up on you real quick yeah. because you're not performing right away, and that's where Buffalo is 
kind of that's at right oh, now. They are one of the worst teams for that right now. Like there is no belief in that locker room that they no. can win. No, and, and like they couldn't even make the 2014 playoff. They're the 25th team. Yeah, and you have a player like Jack Eichel on it. So yeah, like in summary, for me, it's just it's tough to think. Like it's tough for me to think in a world of analytics where it's coming up more and more every day. Mm-hmm. I just think that the mental side of this game is so ignored so much about about an attitude of winning on a team, as yeah. well as going back to the better stuff, like understanding the effect that fans and and stuff like that have on a game, and we actually Absolutely. do. We do have effect. Um. Yeah, and just the the mental side of a game and understanding that. I feel like that's so ignored nowadays. Yeah, no, I agree. Cool. It's, yeah, it's something. But I'm glad, Josh. I'm glad yeah. you can sit here and help me through that moment. Yeah. Okay, um, what else do we got? Do we so, have name changes? Yeah, yeah, let's talk name changes. That's a huge topic in, in all sports right now. So it's crazy. do you want to kind of lead us into that one? Yeah, so obviously this is something that's not just affecting um, hockey, if it's actually really affected hockey at all. It kind of has, but... Just with obviously like all the stuff that we're seeing going on with just like uh, the race stuff in the U.S. and just in worldwide society. Like there's obviously like as sports teams, there's a couple kind of iffy names out there. So first one to go was obviously the Redskins. Um, You know, obviously that was that's a racial term um, used way back when. Um, The Blackhawks are not going to change their name because that's actually a tribe within i think it's illinois and wisconsin and like um i forget the guy's actual first name but his last name is blackhawk like it's an actual like it's not an actual like it's not a a slur he this the blackhawk is like an actual tribe and an actual person yeah and like he's very well respected so that's fine um eskimos just changed their name for edmonton yeah they're gonna so you know in that sense i don't know i don't know enough to know like i, I know that redskins bad like i know that that was a racist the indians for the I, I cleveland indians too cleveland indians you know it almost makes you wonder like do you think the chiefs have anything to do with that that that's Kansas where I, city where i'm going to jump into this conversation is is kind of like a i guess from a from a standpoint of a little bit of ignorance like i don't what what i have an issue with is that I don't. I personally don't know a list of terms and names that, uh, like this side is derogatory and yeah. and hateful and comes from a place of bad. Where these, like the Blackhawks one, where this is actually like paying tribute or this is, yeah, um, respecting or you mm-hmm. know what I mean, like like uh, vaulting it. Yeah. Where that's where I'm okay. Like I'm totally okay with changing the Reds Redskins name and stuff like that. It makes sense. Like it's it's kind of uh, it's very outdated. Yeah. But I, what drives what kind of actually makes me mad though, or, or it. it triggers me a little bit is the reactionary moves by some teams that seem to happen where for me like on the I, one one thing i don't understand is the braves like like the atlanta braves or there was also a, a victoria hockey team that were named the braves and i like maybe i'm ignorant and i don't know this but i, I didn't know what i didn't brave think the, is yeah i don't know either i didn't think the brave was or even the eskimos i didn't know that was a hateful term yeah well i think like term. eskimo is more so like i think they like there's Inuit like that's yeah like is that like a, a I think slang that's for the them? more proper yeah oh, okay. I think es- Eskimo is like an yeah. outdated term but you know for me though I think it's also kind of like the like your symbol or like your logo that you have yeah. like when you look at the Indians dude like it is a like it's bright a smiling like red faced Native American like that's what it is like dude yeah. their mascot's name is Chief Wahoo what the fuck dude? i'm dead serious i'm not even kidding like it's it's not wild in 2020 you know and like and like that's the name for it so yeah. 
Um, you know, it, it, I think the Indians one, like that one, really needs to go. Yeah, even but, more than the Redskins, like that uh, one. Yeah, but the but the, the Redskins, I guess the Redskins name is just the, way worse. Yeah, like know? the Redskin is like an actual like it's like a racial term. Like yeah. Indian is more so outdated, but it's also the logo itself that's more offensive. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's it's an interesting one. I I can understand people's point of view of like, look, like there's a lot of history with these organizations. Like the es- es- like the Eskimos have been around for how long? It's like the 60s. Like the CFL has like been around for a that. while. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, though, like that's when the name was made was way back then. Yeah. Right. The Redskins, like holy shit, one, weren't they one of the original NFL teams? All these facts, I have no idea. but yeah. I, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like it's just one of those things where it was. I don't know. It's not. It's outdated. People can say what they want, but at the same time, though, it's just like, dude, like, yeah, you can't you can't have these names anymore. Like, no, you we're, can't. We're in such a delicate, delicate place in society where, yeah. It's it's gonna have to be changed, and you know what? The Redskins name has actually been hounded. Like people have been hounding to change that. It's not just now; it's been for like ten years. Like, like so you know that like that name like needs to go. (laughs) It's been on the chopping block for a while. I just don't understand how the Indians is not like just the whole cartoonish part of it, and I'm just like, oh my lord! So (laughs) how that made it through the. Yeah. The top guys, you know? Yeah, exactly. Circulated through. So, I mean, it sucks, like, you know, for team history, because, like, but, you know, that's what it is, though. It's history. Yeah. You know, the Redskins will have a place in history. Nothing that they will always be known as the Washington Redskins from 2019 and before, and no one can change that. Yeah, like it's that's, just that's it why that's it why it's called history. Yeah, like exactly. you don't you don't rename the Nazis and like yeah change Adolf Hitler's name because it was like because the one of the worst. Bad. Yeah, you just like you keep that in history and you yeah. that's almost a way of remembering it. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. I mean, you remember it, you know of it, you educate yourself on it, exactly. You realize that it was bad. Yeah, and that's it. Fuck yeah, yeah. So fuck yeah, politics. Let's I go. Love that I know. Fuck when <laughs> wham bam. Right. Yeah, I know. Wham bam. Democratic. Thank you, ma'am. Let's go. Yeah. So. Um. One last topic. It was just uh Bo Horvat stuff. I know I couldn't show you the audio clip of him just tearing into Vertan in a little bit, but it it kind of <laughs> shotgun Jake baby. <laughs> <laughs> Big tuna getting a little mad. He couldn't snipe the top corner <laughs> on the old breakaway. <laughs> um. It kind of just reminded me of sports. Another good topic of. Like, what is your preferred style of captaincy in a sport or even just leadership in a sport? Because you got guys in the league like Jonathan Taves, like Patrice Bergeron, who just, you know, they lead by example mm-hmm. and very stoics are good words that they use on chicklets a lot. And 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 just, yeah, that, that lead by example, very few words kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas you got other captains where I don't think Bo Horvat is, is like a loud in your face kind of guy. But throughout all sports, throughout the sports experience I've had, I've had I've had you know leaders on teams like that where mm-hmm. it's a it's the loud guy in the room it's the guy that sets the tone verbally and, yeah. and also with play but what like what what do you kind of prefer you know you... honestly i think um like iggy iggy was a pretty out there guy right like it was like iginola to me jonathan taves um maybe not so much bergeron um but i would even say sid well yeah actually i'd say sid as well those are like one of the some of the best captains of all time agreed like they, of our generation uh, definitely. yeah so like for me like i look at again this guy was rock richard trophy winner so he could score he could fight um he didn't play center which is whatever um yeah, but he was a power forward he would hit he would 
do everything. Like he was an everything guy. Like he wasn't just like kind of, I wouldn't say a one-sided guy, but like he was still defensive minded and stuff like that. But like he did kind of everything on the ice and he was kind of like that hero for Calgary for the longest time, I would say. Yeah. Jonathan Taves, same thing. Like that guy will bark at you after the whistle. He will fucking give you a two-hander if he feels the need to. He's Mr. Serious as well. He can score. He's professional in the locker room. He does a lot for the community. Like, you know, and Sid, same thing. And I find that like all these guys, like except for Taves, like they're all off of social media. Like they're very secluded guys like they're very yeah. just put your put your nose down they work they grind like and you know yeah. what you know now that i'm thinking about it i actually really can't think of a current captain in the league that is kind of like a very like boisterous guy very loud very you know like almost the type that you'd say oh not only is he the captain he's also the energy in the locker yeah room. like there's I not feel, many guys like and that. i feel like Maybe there's not that any. differential of like you can have like your captain who's kind of like that lead by example i feel like that's more the the most common captain now. Yeah. But then you have like your energy guy. And I feel like that's more of like a physical player, maybe even like the Joker. Like I feel like right now, like your energy guy, someone that gets the team fired up, but also like likes to have fun. Yeah. And everything like that. You know what a player I thought of immediately as an interesting one was Drew Doughty. Like probably the best player on his team. Mm -hmm. He's not the captain. He's probably, it's Anze Kopitar, I think, right? Right. Yes. Um, I so I just found that, that funny, like, and not yeah. to say Kopitar shouldn't be the captain, but like, yeah, it's just a funny league wide thing that Doughty's probably one of the loudest guys in the locker room, I imagine. Yeah. Based on his personality on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just fascinating. I mean, like, he's the best player in your team. He brings probably some of the most energy, but that's just not captain. But I also traits, think you know? though, at the same time, like when I look at like Kopitar and Doughty, like I find that Doughty can be like almost like a little too reckless on the ice. Yeah, he'll lose it. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that you can't really have. Like that's like putting Marchant on the Bruins as captain. Like he's not captain material. Yeah, he's I, not. I just don't think. But even he is. even uh, I guess Bergeron's I'm the fucking captain. No, it's Chara. Chara. Yeah. So yeah, Chara though. Like Chara doesn't even fucking say shit. He no. literally is just a mean guy on the ice who's huge. Yeah. And will protect his team. Exactly. Doesn't do a whole lot offensively. He was a bottom pairing defenseman by the end of the year. Yeah. Like, he's getting old. What about the Blues? Like the Blues have Petrangelo. Petrangelo. But same thing, though. Like, he's just a mean, tough, stay-at-home yeah. defenseman that is, like, I find that, like, your defenseman, if you're going to have a captain, needs to be, like, a lockdown guy back there. Yeah. Like, doesn't take too many risks on the ice. He's not a PK Subban. Yeah. Like, that's why Subban will never be a captain. I don't think, um, you know, uh, who else? Doughty. Who else is an offensive one? Offensive defenseman. Uh, Carlson. Carl. I guess Carlson was the captain. You know what? Carlson might actually be the perfect example of this. Like he, but was, he was when he was the captain in Ottawa. He was literally the embodiment of a perfect defenseman. Like, yeah, gave you tons of points and just never fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, leader, soft spoken. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's what you want. I got to do some research into that one a bit more because I feel like I want to look at all the captains and all the assistants and all the players and every team and just see. I can like, probably name you almost every single captain. Let's go through it. Anaheim. Anaheim is Getzlaff. Arizona. This one I don't know. Oh, I do. Ekman Larson. Isn't it Stepan? No, no, you're right. I think no, it's a, yeah. Larson. OEL. That's right. Yeah. Uh, is there any other A's I'm missing? Who else is there? Anaheim, Arizona. I'm, I'm Van- doing the NHL 20 in my mind right Vancouver, now. I'm trying to scroll. Vancouver. Well, go alphabetical, you dick. Alphabetical? Gonna, or go whatever, whatever way you find quickest. Vancouver, Bo. 
Vancouver, Bo, Toronto. No one. Tavares. No. Yes. No. Tavares is the captain. Yes, is he? he is. They named but him. But they had no captain. No, that was last year. This guy Fuck needs me. to get current, dude. Whatever. Uh, Vegas, no captain. Vegas does not have a captain. Okay, so he's probably right about the Toronto one. Or is that Pacioretty? No. Fuck Pat, off, no, dude. Pat just doesn't have. Um, no who else? Ottawa? I have no idea. Ottawa. <laughs> Montreal? The coach? The fans? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, do <laughs> they even the, have anyone? No, the owner. Craig Melnick. Anderson? Melnick wears the C up in the box, <laughs> yeah. man. He's got it embroidered on the outside of his suit like a dude. Dude, he got it branded on his ass. Yeah. And just went down to the locker room. You'll never take this from me. <laughs> Stitched in. I wonder, wait, who is it? On Ottawa? Yeah. They might it's just not, not have Shabbat. one. I don't think they have one. Yeah, I imagine not. Maybe no. it's Wade Redden. <laughs> Chris, Albertson. Chris Phillips? Albertson. <laughs> Chris Phillips. Back in the day. Martin Havlat? <laughs> Marion Hoso when he was back on <laughs> Oh, dude, Hoso's filthy. Oh, Zidane Ochara is Mark actually... Mark Ochara when he played in Ottawa. <laughs> Plays on Bossy, wears two Cs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Captain Cock is what he is. Yeah, fuck. All right, I think that's really. Uh, I, I think, think that's I think it. that's it, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think we're, I think we're tapped. What a way to end the episode, eh? Episode sixty-eight. I can name every fucking gap in the league. Can you name one? No, no way. <laughs> Let's end it. <laughs> yeah. Tough we, look. We end when Josh can't name a captain anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, this episode will be dropping on Tuesday. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we look forward to another episode. And you know, after so this one comes out on what July gonna say like the 21st 22nd kind of thing yes sir so after that we're gonna have one more episode at one a week and then i think we're going back to two a week oh yeah we need to go back to two i think that was all this is also breaking news for josh and raffle they don't know that yet i forgot about that (laughs) once hockey starts baby raffle you're gonna have to watch six games six (laughs) games a day and record twice a week and edit the podcast This I don't guy, have time for this, dude. You're going to have to quit your day job. Right? Go down to three days, buddy. You're Yo, done. you know what? The raft breaking news. Congratulations. You're the first person on the stick and rink payroll. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We have to, we so have to start to selling here. some more merch. It's going to be more like... like <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe cut that out a little bit. Holy shit. Oh, Fuck. All right, I'm not even going to justify that because I know you're going to cut it out. All right, guys. Geez. Episode 68 in the books. Have a good night. Oh, harder, baby.